Hello, and welcome to another episode of City on a Hill, a podcast about what it means to be a citizen of heaven and a citizen of the United States. We want to encourage Christians to find their tribe in the church and their hope in the kingdom of God, rather than to seek both in the kingdom of man. So with that, let's get to it today. Well, hello, I'm Eric Eastep. And I'm Scott Reevely. And this is the City on a Hill podcast. Welcome back. Scott, how are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. We were comparing um, coughing notes before we started. We we both preached last week. And we're both on kind of the same recovery schedule. <laughs> and we're at the we're not on the verge today near as much as we were last week, I don't think. Oh, I don't yeah, feel like I am. Are you? We're we're basically completely great. You're basically healed. <laughs> Well, yeah, no, I'm, uh, I am feeling much better. And it's pre- preaching with the potential for a cough is definitely a little bit more stressful. Like it, not like an out of body experience, but you're definitely thinking about other things as you preach. Like, oh, please don't let this happen. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a real, um, it's a real threat. And it was a threat enough two weeks ago that people prayed for me while I mm-hmm. was preaching. This last week, I think I hit it enough that people didn't pray. So I was know. praying for myself. Like, God, please well, you let can me get pray through for, this. Praying for yourself is a good thing to yes. do regardless. Yes. But um, And it was a sermon on prayer, so it was doubly yeah. applicable. And really, our, our church has kind of emphasized, we've been talking a lot about prayer the last couple of weeks. And yeah. then the beginning of this year, we, as a church, prayed throughout a whole week in half-hour increments. We started the year... In prayer, that's right. Yeah, and and we set out to to pray for the entire first week of the year, mm-hmm. which was 168 hours, mm-hmm. and we did it in half hour, like you said, half hour segments, which meant there were 336 slots to fill, and the last one got filled about an hour before it was um, due, and it was all good. So. But it was I, very I didn't exciting. Know that little factoid. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. I think it was Saturday morning when it got the Saturday afternoon time got filled. But it was just really an encouraging time for the church and uh, encouraging for me to mm. see how many people stepped in and just said, "I want to. I want to pray with the rest of the group." And so that was. Re- I was really, really encouraged by it and thankful for it. And then we get. Um, so that was that went up to midnight on Saturday, I guess, this last mm-hmm. Saturday. And my life group meets on Sunday. And we talked about how when everyone was enthusiastic about it. And, and then it came time for us to pray. And one person just bowed her head and um, said, thank you for our um, church leaders who are emphasizing prayer for this year. And... I, in the middle of the prayer, I could open my eyes and set up with stars. I said, oh, oh, I was kind of thinking we were just praying we for were a done. week. I, I was done. <laughs> and uh, she was like, no, we're praying for the year. And, you know, anyway, it was I, all that to say, I thought it was a great idea. And realized, <laughs> well, yeah, we, what are we thinking? Why, why not pray all the time? fact that would be a good biblical thing right pray without ceasing yeah that's that's pretty good except that i thought i had ceased you know the week is over and i'm done but so anyway she um she was more spiritual than i was and uh, and did encourage me 
to kind of make mm. an effort to lead the church to pray this year. And so actually that's one of the things we want to talk about today mm-hmm. is um, how, how can we build in um, a plan to pray for our um, leaders and for those who are in high positions. And that's, um, that too is a very biblical thing and part of praying without ceasing. So anyway, we thought we would spend uh, a little bit of time talking about that because, you know, it, it isn't just, well, it's in the Bible, so you should do it. That, that's a good reason. Fitting though it is. Okay, yes, yes we'll, we'll admit that's a reasonable reason. But the, the thing is, it's so easy to complain. It's so easy to, mm-hmm. you know, gripe or, you know, criticize or be disappointed with or whatever. And the reality is Christians are, you know, there is always something you can do. Mm. You can always appeal to the King of Kings on behalf of your King. You can mm-hmm. always appeal mm-hmm. to the to the, the Lord of Lords on behalf of your leaders, and and there will always be a constructive thing for a Christian to do when it comes to political life. And so, that said, I mean, I just I I I can hardly overstate that because so much of my you know I suppose life or history has been feeling you know, incapacitated or feeling like I don't have anything to Mm. do about this. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't even get the vote now for another, what, six months or a year or whatever. deal with this. It's like, I mean, I've got to absorb this. And the Bible really makes it clear that, you know what, kind of every day, kind of regularly, I can make it a matter of prayer. So Mm -hmm. anyway, the the text that that comes first to mind is from 1 Timothy chapter 2, and it reads like this says, first of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. And so the... um, the start of that is, I think, a real simple um, matter that it's a priority. It starts off by saying, first of all, mm-hmm. I urge. It's pretty <laughs> and, strong. I mean, those are two fairly strong indications that this ought to be a matter uh, not left for the last resort, but to start with. Mm-hmm. Let's start by praying for um, kings and all who are in high positions. And so, first of all, do that, and uh, he urges it upon us. So, I, I, you can hardly say that strongly enough. That let's get with the program, right? And be the people of God, um, appealing to God on behalf of all people. Number one, but number two, for kings and all who are in high positions. Mm-hmm. And so, part of our, you know, part of our 168 hours of prayer was to pray for all people. No question, uh, we probably didn't. Um, really push people to pray for kings and those in high positions like we could have. Uh, maybe that can be part of what we do the next time mm-hmm. we uh, encourage the church to pray. But the reality is that he specifically, you know, that chooses that subset of all people, kings mm-hmm. and those in high positions. That's a subset that he wants a special uh, prayer for. And so the special prayer for them has to do not with, them or their health or their foreign relations or their 
uh, military prowess, but that— Or even policies, necessarily. Definitely doesn't say anything about policies. Mm-hmm. What it says is that we, namely the church, might live a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. In other words, the, the subject or the target for the prayers is that the church might live in a way that becomes the kingdom of heaven. In other words, that the church might have the freedom to be the church. And that, that I, I think, is we don't really think of prayer that way, especially not for mm-hmm. those in high positions. We think of praying that our person will be elected or praying mm-hmm. that this policy will be enacted or that this Supreme Court will make this decision on you know this case or whatever. And uh, or we think, oh, there's so many threats to right. our way of life. It's a response to fear or something like yes. that. Yes, yeah. and what he's saying is that the church has a role to play in the world, and we need to pray for those who are in authority over us, so that we might be free to exercise the role of the church in the world. Mm. Namely, that we might live as kingdom citizens. Uh, peaceful and quiet lives that then reflect God and are dignified in every way. So he does seem to have a pretty clear vision that our relationship with those in high positions is such that we want them to succeed so that the, so that the church can succeed. Mm-hmm. And, and that to me uh, is kind of a game changer on the way that I pray for leaders. Sure. Uh, that I pray for them that we might live like the church. And and I think I would pray that way for leaders in China mm-hmm. or leaders in Iran or leaders in Brazil or leaders here. I mean, the, the, the same prayer goes around the world and the issues are different, but the prayer is that the church could be the church, I think. Well, that's fascinating and almost a bit of confession. That's not my uh, default end in prayer. Yeah. Usually I'm, especially if we're talking within the realm of politics or in the realm of, of government, I'm desiring a, a particular policy to be enacted or power to be shifted a particular way or something like that. But this, praying this way not only um, changes the end, it would also change me. It would change the way I, I view myself as a participant um, because it's it's the desire for the church to be able to do what the church is supposed to do, not just shift power to more... Well, well, we think that the thing that is going to please God about kings and those in high positions is somehow their policies or somehow their, mm. you know, uh, leadership. What's going to please God about kings and those in high positions is that the church has the freedom to be the church. Mm-hmm. And that means that the church doesn't get co-opted into playing a political right. game of some kind either but that the church has the freedom to be the church. And so I think that that's important that uh, we say that and that we pray in that way. And then <clears throat> he goes on to say, this is good and it is pleasing. Mm-hmm. I mean, like a double, uh, a double positive, mm-hmm. if, if you could say it that way. It's good and pleasing in the sight of God our Savior. Why? Because he desires all people to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. In other words, that's how I know he wants the church to be the church. He wants mm-hmm. the church to be on its mission uh, to introduce people to um, the truth and introduce people to the Savior. And that's what the church ought to be doing in the world. And so he wants us to pray so that Mm -hmm. that happens. Mm -hmm. And the role, it seems to me, of those in authority is to make space 
for the church to do that. Mm. In other words, the church isn't trying to make space for itself. The church isn't trying to push its way right. or somehow... Or trying uh, to get the government to do the work of the church. Right. Exactly. Yeah, we're trying, we're trying to have... Well, we're praying that they will do their work so that the church might be free to do its work. And so, I, first of all, then, I urge mm-hmm. you to make supplications, prayers, intercessions, thanksgiving for all people and for kings and all in high positions so that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. It's good and pleasing in the sight of God our Savior who desires all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. So, you know, that's sort of the, that's the prayer guide, you might say, mm-hmm. for praying for those in authority. So anyway, that's my, I mean, that's the, sort of the, the backbone of praying for um, your leaders, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a few other texts throughout the New Testament that would give us some sort of indication about how we might pray. I mean, uh, one of the ones that, that really does probably chafe on most people is Romans 13. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities. For there's no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. So, basically, we're recognizing... Of the passages that would make my life a lot easier if it was just cut out, <laughs> is this one of them? Well, I mean, there, it's maybe not as bad as it was a couple years ago. A couple years ago, we were all, like, crossing this one out. Uh-huh. But, but anyway, the, the reality is that... Uh, I mean, that second, that second sentence, for there is no authority except from God and those that exist have been instituted by God. That's a pretty strong statement that mm-hmm. God has an interest in the governing authorities. And so I'm, uh, if God has an interest in them, would inc- that encourages me to pray. Mm-hmm. And so then it goes on to talk about the purposes. Whoever resists, authorities resist what God has appointed. Whoever uh, resists will incur judgment because they're a terror. Uh, they're not a terror to good conduct, but to bad and um, then if you do what's good, you receive approval. I'm skipping some stuff, but basically the role of government is to resist what is bad or evil and, or wrong and to reinforce what is good. And so, and they do that as God's agent. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense then to pray that they as servants of God, that's what it says there in, in verse four, he is a servant of God. Mm-hmm. That I would pray that they would serve God as they ought. And my guess is that a couple of years ago, when you were chafing and we were frustrated, people probably weren't praying for the government like they could have been. Mm. It was a lot easier to criticize or to second guess or to downplay rather than to say, God, you have put them there for a reason. They are your servants. Mm-hmm. And would you help them to serve this world like you want them to? And I think praying this way would naturally diminish any partisan fervor you have. Uh, Because I I think the proclivity would be the people I agree with are the servants and the people I don't agree with are not servants. But if I start, if I pray in a way that goes this, this person, I maybe I'm not aligned politically or by party or whatever, uh, but I'm going to pray for them anyway as a servant of God. Mm. that's going to really change the way I think about them, view them, ponder them mentally, all that. Um, and it will, I, I notice it, it kind of takes down the fever for me. There's, there's the, just the way I view someone, 
I have to think about them differently if I'm praying for them as a servant of God. Well, that probably is a probably is a little bit of a a test. If there was a Christian litmus test, you mm-hmm. might say, for relating to government, do I pray for uh, those I voted for the same way that I mm. would pray for those I didn't vote for. Yeah, that's good. And uh, and I don't because I don't pray for them because they're like me or because I like them. They I pray for them because they're God's servants. Period. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter how they got there. That's the thing. It doesn't matter how they got there. Right. You know, our system is better for getting them there than somebody else's. But um, anyway, that's that's where you might want to pray for them. So. Then there's, um, that was Romans 13, there's there's 2 Thessalonians, which just says, Brothers, pray for us, that the word of the Lord may speed ahead and be honored, as happened among you, and that we may be delivered from wicked and evil men, for not all have faith. And here, you might say, is a worst-case scenario for prayer, mm. is that if you've got a you know government situation or a, uh, a place in the world, I mean, that is um, wicked and evil, or even if it's just pluralistic, not all men have faith is what it says, mm-hmm. then that's a good reason to pray for pray for them. He, he mm-hmm. says pray that we would be protected from evil rulers or evil people. Mm-hmm. And again, one of the things we did in this week of prayer was we had a, a part of our uh, packet or our resources for prayer had to do with the persecuted church. Mm. And this verse reminds me of praying for the persecuted church because uh, we want the word to speed ahead and be honored, um, but there are wicked and evil men and not all have faith, and there is reason to pray for God's specific protection Mm -hmm. and um, sustenance and and that because of the evil that's present in uh, the world and in government. So, well, the thing you, you kind of underline the pluralistic part of it. Not all have faith. Uh, we live in a pluralistic society. Period. Yes. And rather than try to coerce away from a pluralistic society, we should use the responses that the Bible gives <coughs> us, which we pray. Let's pray. Rather than try to figure out how do I completely seize the the levers of power so that we can stop having a pluralistic society, which I think. Maybe not explicit, the explicit goal of some, but they think, oh, that's not a bad idea. If we could just get rid of all the people yeah. or, or change it so that there are there, everyone does have faith, that's not going to happen. We're going to be in a pluralistic society. So let's use the options given to us in the um, the responses that are appro- biblical, appropriate, all those things. Yeah, and God doesn't seem to be that interested in changing the, how do I want to say, the... Um, atmosphere there are wicked and evil men and not all have faith mm-hmm. and that was that way then it's that way now mm-hmm. and so what do we pray for that the word may speed the word of the lord may speed ahead and be honored mm-hmm. period that's what he's in, that's what god is interested in and so we pray for the things that we know god is interested in um i th- i think this one's interesting colossians chapter 4 verses 2 through 4 continue steadfastly in prayer being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open a door uh, to us, may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ. Well, okay, so it's very much the same as before, that the word of the Lord may speed ahead is what it mm-hmm. said in 
Thessalonians. Here it says that God may open to us a door for the word. Um, then he says, to declare the mystery of Christ, on account of which I'm in prison. Oh, well, there's, there's, the, there's always that. There's that. Yeah, that I may make it clear which is on how I ought to speak. And so I, I am just assuming that not just anybody can throw just anybody in prison. Mm. In other words, th- this embedded in this prayer request with thanksgiving mm-hmm. is uh, that, first of all, that God would open a door for the word and that he might speak like he should on account of which he's in prison. And it just occurred to me that, you know, you're, you're, you're bumping right up against the realities of this world when mm-hmm. you're praying for somebody who's in prison for preaching the gospel. Mm-hmm. And there are, you know, as much as I want to say, oh, yes, pray for kings and those in authorities who might live peaceful and quiet lives. When we don't, mm-hmm. or when we don't live those kind of lives, we pray this way. Mm-hmm. I'm in prison, pray that I'll have an open door for the word. I mean, right, right. the answer is still prayer. Right. And uh, even when government isn't so helpful. So, um, and then I I put this last one in here simply because people get in a knot about politics. And this is is one (laughs) just to leave, this is just one to to have ready. Let Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Uh, Philippians chapter 4. So if um, politics, if government, if um, cultural morality or all those things that make you anxious, here is the prescription for the Christian Mm. Bring it to the Lord in prayer. Mm-hmm. And uh, in everything, bring it to the Lord in prayer. So anyway, that, that would seem to include um, praying for your leaders and those in authority. And so I guess I just want to uh, encourage um, everybody to make 2023 mm. a year where I'm really conscious about praying, not complaining, right. praying, not being anxious, praying, not you know shaking my fist and being fearful at that somebody's coming for me, even if I'm in prison, praying for those in authority, mm-hmm. praying that the word might be, um, might be an open door for the word, and w- let the church be the church. Yeah. One of the, one of the things that came to mind as, you were, as we were walking through those different passages is almost that what if we all resolve to only use the responses that the Bible says, hey, do these? Because the... the, the the culture, the um, encouragement that we're getting is probably to complain, to be anxious, to be fearful, to um, have all these different responses. And throughout all those circumstances, the Bible, the Bible says, "Hey, pray." And I just, I'm, I'm going to encourage myself, but encourage all of you to just decide. Okay, I'm not going to complain this year. I'm not going to complain. My response is going to be this prayer. year. This there year, you go. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> And is that going to take practice? Yes. Is it going to, is the default? It's it's my, I know it's my default to just complain, um, but when that response comes to mind, um, let that be a little uh, trigger to pray. I'm about to complain. Actually, you know what I should do? I should pray, and I think that'll that'll change us. That'll change. Um, it, it's what the Bible wants. It's what God wants us to do. Well, let's talk to God about it instead of complain, because 
Yeah. Complain's not going to do anything. Um, well, and I think even if something is there to make you fearful, maybe there's news about mm. um, the sexual ethic being imposed on the church or something mm. in the world. You know what? That's a good reason to pray. Right. If it's going to make you anxious or fearful, the Bible even says, use that as your right. uh, trigger to pray. Right. So, yeah, you're right. I think that'd be a great... Um, a great way to just use those kinds of things, even from the news, mm-hmm. to be things that you pray for. So, that's yeah. And let's get a little bit practical. Um, I let's work walk through the the W's, right? Why, who, when, where, what. Um, if you're listening and saying, "Yeah, I want to try to do this. I want to try to add prayer for my uh, for those in high positions to my rhythm this year." How do I do that? And I think the first, a good, a good first question is always why. And we just walked through a bunch of passages of scripture that say this, this is a good thing to do. So that, that's a good reason. I would also add, um, because we have a high priest who listens, we have a uh, Jesus, the son of God, um, God and man who can listen to man and listen to God and, and uh, create communication between us. That's a good reason to pray. We have someone that mm-hmm. can actually listen. Um, I think it's good for our leaders if a bunch of people were praying for them. And I think it's also good for us. I think it changes our response. I think it changes um, it changes how we view our leaders, how we think about our leaders. And we're talking to the God who can actually do something. So God can actually bring about these requests, whether it's um, we desire to be live peaceful and quiet lives. God can make that happen. He can um, allow us to be godly and dignified. He can use his servants um, for good ends. Uh, God can answer those prayers, and I think that's a good good reason to pray. Um, The second question, who? Who should you pray for? You can take the opportunity to jump on your computer and figure out who are your leaders. You may not even know. You may only know the ones that are of national prominence, and you know who the president is. That may be where your level of understanding goes, Um, but you likely live in a city, so figure out who... Who's your mayor? Uh, here in West Lynn, we have a new mayor. The youngest mayor? I think in any city in you Oregon know, ever, yeah, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, Which would be a good reason to pray, I imagine. Yeah, pray for Mayor Rory yep. if you yep. live in West Lynn. Um, but who, who's your mayor? Who's on the city council? Um, who Who's the police chief? Who is on the school board? Uh, you, mm-hmm. Depending on where you live, there's multiple layers of people who are responsible for uh, providing legislation, providing guidance, providing leadership. And I think it'd be a good, um, a good action to just figure out what, what all those levels are and who are those people. Write their names down. Um, write down the mayor and the city council uh, for your city. Uh, you, pro- you probably live in a county. Uh, who's on the county commission that's making all the decisions countywide? Um, and then you can go to the state level. And you can figure out, okay, who's my, who's my state representative? Who's my state senator? Um, who is the governor of the state? And you can, you can write all them down. And then you can go to the national level, too. And uh, congressional, you, you, pro- you have a congressional representative. You have a, a U.S. senator. And then, obviously, the president. Now, I'm just going to say, that sounds exhausting to me. It's a lot, of, a lot of people. It is a lot of people. And, you know, just being practical, that might be more people than I'm up for. Okay. Where should um, we start? <clears throat> that's a good question. I would start with uh, what's in front of you, mm-hmm. uh, as always. And so since what's in front of 
you or what's in front of me is the youngest mayor mm-hmm. in any city in Oregon. Let's start there. Yeah. Um, I do know the police chief has very much appreciated prayers and reached out to the faith community. And so praying mm-hmm. for him, but, but yeah, don't, I guess I just wanted to say, don't get overwhelmed Sure. with, you know, praying for 700 people because that's what you got. I mean, that would be uh, exhausting. Mm-hmm. But uh, pray for what's in front of you. And and uh, start with what's closest. Uh, yeah, that will likely start. affect you. Uh, and that's not the only reason to pray well, for something. And you but, can affect, in some respects. Right. I mean, you, yeah, you can pray affect anybody by praying for them. Mm-hmm. But you you can have a relationship with some of the people mm-hmm. you pray for. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and of the people you're most likely to bump into at the coffee shop, those closest to you are likely to be those. Yeah. And it would be pretty cool if you bumped into them and said, hey, I pray for you <laughs> regularly. Is there mm-hmm. anything specific you'd like me to pray for? That'd, that'd be a cool thing to have just as a given response. Um, so, yes, I, I like that. That's, that's why. Start with what's in front of you. Start with what's closest. And then if you— And don't be overwhelmed. Right. Yeah. And if you feel like you can stretch a little bit more, you can add more layers. There's, there's there always go. more layers. Um, so that's the who, when, I would say set a time. Um, and that, this isn't just for praying for leaders, but I have uh, various reoccurring calendar events, recurring calendar events for, for who I pray for. Mm-hmm. So I have one that's every Monday, and there's a specific set of people that I pray for every Monday, and it just re, um, recurs every Monday. So it pops up, and there it is. Oh, yeah, I, I, I pray for these people on Monday. So you can do that, I think, uh, I think Thursday for me is when political leaders are listed okay. um, on my calendar. So I'd say pick a time, and that that may be helpful for just praying in general. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be for leaders. Um, I think it's good to have a where as well, um, and that's not a bad idea for anything you want to do regularly. Um, where where am I going to do this thing? Uh, for instance, when I my I have a when when I start brewing my coffee in the morning is when I start reading my Bible. That's, okay, coffee's brewing. This is the time and place where I start reading my Bible. And I do that every morning. And the same is true for... Um, you can brew and read at the same time? I, I do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I just said, I mean, I said yeah. to ask, you yeah, know. Yeah. Okay. And then when I um, get in the car to drive to work, that is, uh, that is time I set aside to pray. So every, every morning, oh, this is what I do that, that thing. So, so he drives and prays. He's a, like I'm a, a double, double tasker on this, which I think is helpful. Mm-hmm. You don't have to feel like, oh, I can't do it because mm-hmm. there's always a way to build things into your life that mm-hmm. are important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the final is the what. what so you've decided you're going to pray. You, you've, you're convinced. You know who you're going to pray for. You know when and where. Um, but what am I going to pray for? And a lot of that is uh, described in the scriptures we just finished walking through, uh, you can pray that there would be decisions that lead to you having a peaceful and quiet life. That's a mm-hmm. great thing to pray for. Uh, you can pray that whatever leaders, you're, whichever leaders you're praying for, you can pray that they have wisdom, um, that they have encouragement, that they have endurance. Uh, one of the things, and I just wrote it down as, as we were walking through the scriptures, you can pray that you can submit. That'd be a, a good thing for yourself. Um, and I found myself praying that over the last several years, That's help me submit, um, help me do the thing you want me to do to make you look good, because mm-hmm. these are your servants, and my default is not to submit. Uh, yeah. So I can I can pray that I can submit. You can pray for mercy and grace. That those are on my mind because we just preached through 
uh, Hebrews 14, 4, or 4, 14 through 16. Um, and that the throne of grace is a place where there's mercy and grace. And uh, the high priest, Jesus, is there ready to give mercy and grace. So you can pray those for, sure. uh, for those leaders. And then if those leaders don't know who Jesus is, you can pray for their salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, they're already the king's servant. It'd be really great if they were attached to the king in more than just servant status. Um, if they were uh, a brother of Jesus or a sister of Jesus, that would well, be Well, and let me just too. remind you, that's why uh, we're in First Timothy, we're asked to pray for leaders and those in high positions because God uh, wants all men mm. to come to the knowledge of the truth. Mm-hmm. So that's why you pray for them. So, mm-hmm. yeah. it's good. So those are my five practical questions, trying to answer those. Um, well, good job would being you practical. Add anything? Uh, those are the, um, yeah, th- those cover the, the real practical pieces. I think the only other thing would be, uh, you know, it may not hurt to have a Bible open when you pray. Mm. To have, you know, especially if, if it's on your Thursday, mm-hmm. uh, because if you're driving and praying, you can't have, you know, anyway, <laughs> uh, the whole multitasking thing aside, having... Um, having it there with the re- I mean the request is right there in the Bible mm. pray that an open door might be granted to mm-hmm. us pray that uh, the word might speed forth pray that uh, God would uh, let us live peaceful and quiet lives all of that those prayer requests are right there in the Bible right and so it wouldn't hurt to have your Bible open when you pray that's good and it just reminds me we were talking about about it at our life group um, this last week I think there's something maybe in the Protestant brain that thinks I need to come up with all the great words and the great ways to pray, and we kind of push against um, any form or any use of other words. And I think it's super helpful to open the Bible and say, "This, this is a good way to pray." I'm just gonna, I'm gonna read these and just follow along. Uh, and Jesus even does that. Pray mm-hmm. this way: Our Father who art in heaven. Um, there's nothing. There's probably everything good about walking through that and using the words of Scripture to be the way you talk with God. Um, rather than thinking, okay, I better I better come up with something good, and I better have a good prayer. No, take take the great training wheels and just use use the words of scripture to pray. Mm-hmm. I think that's helpful and and beneficial for people. So yeah, good advice. Well, I think that's it for us today. I think it's a I think it's helpful helpful for me to think about um, praying for our leaders this year. So I encourage you all to join in. Well, I do hope you'll make it a year even of emphasizing prayer and what you know because I just think that. What, what this, um, the start to the year has done for me is it just opens my eyes to say, what is God going to do mm. you know, today? What's he going to do this week? What's he going to do through our church? What's he going to do, you know, as, if I pray like this, mm-hmm. in and through uh, my leaders? Mm-hmm. So you know, looking for what God's going to do, expecting God to do something will change the game when it comes time to, for you to walk with him day by day. So, yeah, I think it would be great. Definitely. Well, with that, I think we can wrap it up for this week. Um, next week, uh, I hope you're subscribed so that you don't miss next week and our uh, episode. Uh, if you could subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast, that will help you do that and also um, helps other people see who we are and what we're doing. Uh, rating us helps in that regard as well. If you find what we're doing helpful, a review is good. That always um, helps people see the podcast, makes it a little bit easier for it to pop up. And you can share it with a friend. If you have questions, Send them to comment at cityonahillpodcast.com and we look forward to the next conversation.